Hey, what's up everybody? This is Austin Haynes with the Waking Justice Project, and this is your daily wake-up call. Here's what the corporatocracy is up to today, December 17th, 2019. You can visit our website at wakingjustice.org for more details. Here are the headlines. As we mentioned yesterday in our daily wake-up call, the big news over the past weekend was the defeat of Labour Party candidate Jeremy Corbyn in the election for Prime Minister of the UK. So true left progressives all over the world have been following the UK election, seeing it as a bellwether of the coming presidential election in the US. Corbyn lost to Boris Johnson, who was the leader of the Tory party, which is the conservative party of the UK. So Johnson's Tory party in the UK is much like the Republican party in the US. And Corbyn's Labour party in the UK is much like the Democratic party in the US. In our podcast today, we're going to look at the dynamics of the UK election to try and understand first what the key factors are that most likely led to Corbyn's defeat. And second, we're going to explore what those dynamics might mean for the true left in the upcoming US election. So the first thing that'll be helpful in this analysis is to refine our language about true left versus left versus right, etc. Because what the UK election confirmed, above all else, is that the primary struggle for political power in Western nations is not really left versus right. It's a top versus bottom contest, as in the top 10%, the billionaires and their millionaire shills, versus everyone else in the bottom 90%, the working class. And it's helpful to clarify what we mean about the bottom 90%. The working class is not just a single homogenous group. It's really the working classes, which are made up of various communities of people, including diverse ethnic groups and religious groups, etc. It's also helpful to further clarify the top 10% on one key point. Pretty much all the mass news media in the UK is controlled by the top 10%. Just three corporations own 83% of all UK newspapers, including online news services. A whopping two-thirds of UK communities do not have local papers and get all their news from corporate news outlets. Of course, the corporate news outlets overwhelmingly support Johnson and the conservative Tory party, which has given massive tax breaks to millionaires and billionaires in the UK. And along the way, the Tories also instituted austerity measures, which increased the cost of living for the bottom 90%. In fact, a recently leaked memo has revealed that the Tories intended to dismantle the UK's government-run national health system and sell it off to private corporations, including big pharma companies in the US. So there was a massive amount of profiteering at stake for the top 10% in the UK election. And if you've already jumped to the conclusion that the UK's billionaire-owned corporate news media divided the working class against itself and against Jeremy Corbyn, then you're right on track. But how did they divide the working class electorate? That's the question we asked, and here's what we found. It seems the corporate media used two major issues to sway the election. The first was the Brexit issue, which is whether Britain will leave the European Union and conduct its own trade negotiations with other countries, or remain in the EU and join the other EU countries as a coalition of trade partners. 
It's beyond the scope of this report to get into the pros and cons of Brexit, but suffice to say that the billionaire class in the UK pretty much all want to leave the EU to protect their trade autonomy. And what the billionaires and Tories knew is that a major group among the UK working class agree that the UK should leave the EU as well. But it has nothing to do with the trade autonomy for this group. It's the so-called indigenous Brits who are mostly working class whites who have voted against immigrants and ethnic minorities. So the Tories targeted these indigenous Brits with micro-marketing campaigns about immigration problems and turned them against Corbyn, who has long fought for immigrants' rights. The second key issue that the corporate media used to hurt Jeremy Corbyn was to smear Corbyn and the Labour Party as anti-Semites. This one is bizarre because Corbyn has fought against racism and anti-Semitism his whole political career. It was the Israeli Zionist lobby that helped the corporate media most to smear Corbyn as an anti-Semite. The Zionists are the far-right conservatives of Israel, like the Tories in the UK and the Republicans and corporate Democrats in the US. The Zionists hate Corbyn because of his long-standing support of the Palestinians in Israel. The Zionists are committing apartheid against the Palestinians, and Corbyn has never shied away from calling out the Zionists. As former Israeli minister Shulamit Alani has admitted, it's a trick, we always use it. When there's dissent against the Israeli government, we label them anti-Semitic. So the Zionist lobby and UK corporate media have waged a multi-year campaign to smear Corbyn as an anti-Semite, and it's apparently had its effects. Of course, there were other campaigns of disinformation against Corbyn by the billionaire's corporate smear machine, but we believe those two issues did the most damage. And of course, we're already seeing signs in the US of similar tactics against Bernie Sanders, claiming, quote, Bernie Sanders has an anti-Semitism problem. It's preposterous, of course, because Bernie himself is Jewish, but many thought the smear wouldn't stick on Corbyn either. But most likely the US corporate media will continue repeating their predictable go-to line that Bernie is, quote, too far left. Indeed, the day after Corbyn's defeat, the New York Times ran a lead story that, quote, Labor's crushing lost in Britain adds to the too far left debate in the U.S. And the Times quoted the top three corporate Democratic candidates, Joe Biden, Pete Buttigieg, and billionaire Michael Bloomberg, who all agreed with Bloomberg's warning that Jeremy Corbyn's catastrophic showing in the U.K. is a clear warning that Democratic voters mustn't lead too far left. As we stated at the beginning of this report, what's most clear about Corbyn's defeat is that the political struggle is not a left versus right struggle, but a top versus bottom struggle, of the top 10% versus the bottom 90%. And given that just six US corporations own most all the news media in the US, we'll likely be just as bombarded with disinformation as were the Brits. If that's the case, and the corporate establishment continues the divide in the U.S. working class, then it could mean a silver lining. It could mean that finally, enough working class folks pass a tipping point and realize that we can no longer depend on voting in a rigged political system that is so susceptible to such a deceptive corporate media machine. And that instead of wasting any more precious time and resources on a political system that's rigged, we begin organizing together and building our own community-based solutions and effectively boycotting this corporate plutocracy that has stolen our democracy. 
Be sure and tune in this Thursday. We're going to explore such inspiring efforts that are already building in Great Britain, as well as similar projects in the U.S. that are already underway. All right, we're going to leave it here for today. If you like what you heard, please share it in your networks and help us get the word out. And if you like, you can go to our website at wakingjustice.org and sign up to get your free daily wake-up call. We'll deliver it to your inbox each day. Just fill out the quick form at the top right of our homepage. And each morning by 4.20 a.m., we'll email you a link and a quick description of the podcast for the day. And if you want to learn more about how all of us in the work of global justice can join together in strategic boycott and force this corporatocracy to the people's bargaining table to end all this injustice, cruelty, and corruption, and to help save our planet, please check out our About page and listen to our first podcast. And if you want to learn more about how you can get involved, you can email us at info at wakingjustice.org. We'd love to hear from you. We're running out of time, y'all. So join us. Peace. You must be involved in the struggle for freedom and justice. Justice is rising and it ain't just us, it's all of us. If it's our love.